As I prepared for this week's show, titled Acceptable versus Exceptional Resumes, I had the fortunate opportunity to meet Sarah, a cashier at a local chain grocery store. She shared with me that she's in her second year of college, which is a great accomplishment. But she said her resume needs work. It still has her high school content on it. Her concerns are like many I work with. As you progress both personally and professionally in life, the questions remain the same. Exactly how far back in history do I go on my resume? What content stays on and what gets removed? I'll address those concerns and more. Please join me for episode 95 of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, Acceptable versus Exceptional Resumes. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We're rocking it with episode 95, Acceptable versus Exceptional Resumes. As I prepped for the show, I shared that I had met Sarah, who's in her second year of college. She shared a concern that while successfully in college and working on a nursing career, something pretty challenging she felt that her outdated high school information on her resume should no longer be there. She said she flat out needed help. Sarah's become another listener of this show. Welcome, Sarah. I look forward to working with her to update or redesign her resume and get the content on there that belongs. Not only the content that makes her confident, but the content that starts winning her quality interviews. I call them interview-winning resumes. That sounds good, doesn't it? And that's a great segue into today's show topic. But first, do you have a resume? Okay. Do you know where it is? That sounds funny, but many times we don't know where resumes are. That included me years ago when I suddenly lost my job due to the economic downsizing. That's when it's too late to say, hold on, let me sit down at my desk. Let me locate all my past performance reviews, my records of accomplishments, any awards I might have received, or any documentation if you received promotions at that job. My point is, you should always be prepared. Now, before we go on further, I'll tell you this. If you answered one of my questions earlier with, yes, I have a resume, Craig, and yes, I know where it is, That's great. You should be smiling, and I am too. I'm proud of you. But now I have one additional challenging question for you. When's the last time you looked at it, and when's the last time you updated it? So while you sit and think about that, I want to address some others. If you don't have a resume, please consider creating one. Even an outline helps. Just getting started will be great. Now, you know, next month, I'll be speaking at a local high school, and it'll be on the subjects of career growth, resumes, and cover letters. I want to share with you one of my talking points. I'm going to ask, what's one of the scariest, most daunting things out there in life? So, what do you think it is? I'll tell you, it's incredibly simple. It's not a weapon. It's not something that can physically harm you. But 
many times we allow it to stand in the way of our progress. We possibly may react to it out of fear, fear of the unknown. Any guesses? Okay, enough suspense. Here it is. It's a single sheet of blank paper. Now that sounds funny, but think about it. When's the last time you sat down to write anything? A letter? Email? A report? A resume? A cover letter? Some special project? You just didn't know where to begin. You're excited possibly to sit down and get ready to engage in that project, that letter, that report, whatever it may be. But you just had trouble finding the words. Then, self-doubt creeped in. Fear, anxiety, all these things can stop you in your tracks. What about if you do have a resume, but you just don't think there's anything wrong with it? Or there's no reason to update it because you checked the box. As time goes on, and as you progress through life, you should be having natural accomplishments, natural flow, natural growth. Even if you stay at the same job with the same title, week after week, month after month, year after year, you're progressing in your knowledge, you're progressing in your experience. These things can be notable. Don't let those things be ignored. Keep track of how you've progressed in life, both personally and professionally. My last comment got me thinking. I know there's at least one, if not two, podcast episodes that will really complement today's show and help you out, I believe, significantly. The first is episode 77. What got you here won't get you there. In summary, change is inevitable, but in some cases, it may need to be forced a little, helped along. So, talking about the comments earlier, if you're in a similar or same role for quite some time, that's completely okay. I've been there and done that. The difference, though, is collecting up the information, noticing the differences, the nuances, seeing your self-growth, and documenting it. From there, you're now armed with powerful information. What can you do with that information? It can help you with interviews. It can help you with promotional discussions or pay raise discussions with your management. But most critically, it can help you with your resume. So, to complement today's show, please go back and check out episode 77. What got you here won't get you there. I'll put a link in the show notes. The other episode that's on my mind is episode 86, How's Your Attention to Detail? If you don't have strong attention to detail, you may, oh, you may miss or overlook some of the changes, some of the growth that you are going through. And guess what? That attention to detail, you bet. It also helps you with your most critical document, your resume. Don't let your resume suffer by omitting details, not being aware of the progress and the growth you've made personally and professionally. Go back to episode 86 and listen, how's your attention to detail? I'll put a link also in the show notes. When it comes time for future job applications or potential promotional positions, what document's going to represent you? How old is it? How dated is the information? You want to represent your best self, and that's where we transition into exceptional resumes rather than acceptable. An acceptable one is that you can drop in the hopper, drop in the pile, press submit, or upload to the web. Maybe it'll catch someone's eye. Maybe it will get you the interview. 
But what's next? What are they expecting once they get that acceptable resume? They're expecting an acceptable candidate, someone that may or may not be of interest to them. You just earned enough points, enough credit to get the interview. On one hand, that's a good thing. I applaud you for achieving that interview. But how are you going to represent yourself now that you're in the interview? Do you have the knowledge? Do you have the memory of all your past accomplishments, all those achievements? Do you know what the company's looking for? Do you know the right words, the right phrases, the right keywords, trigger words that are going to excite them and cause them to be interested in you with greater intent than another candidate? That's why it's important to back up before the job application and take a deep, solid look at your resume and the job you're applying for. My goal with Career Growth Made Easy my coaching content, as well as my resume, masterclass, and cover letter masterclass, is to take you from acceptable to exceptional. The more thought, the more time, the more effort that you put into your tasks, your activities, and the critical documentation that represents you, the more likely you are to end up winning an interview. And I use that phrase, winning an interview, because you've truly achieved it. You'll have the knowledge, the experience, and the confidence to go into that interview to really bring it home. So let's talk about how we get there. I mentioned a second episode earlier, and it talked about attention to detail. Without attention to detail, it's highly unlikely you're going to be able to build a quality resume that's worthy of winning an interview. You may build an acceptable resume, yes, But what are your chances? What are your odds against someone else that puts some extra time, effort, and attention to detail into their resume or their job application? Let's talk about our focus, going above and beyond in many of the things that we do, taking the extra time to look at details. With that, I mentioned I'll be speaking at a high school next month, and one of the opening lines I'll be using is talking about one of the scariest things out there, and that can be a blank sheet of paper or a painter's empty canvas. Where do you start? Where do you begin? You have to start somewhere. So with that said, we know resumes require you to put your contact info at the top. When you put it there, will it be in black and white? Monochrome? Will you celebrate it with a splash of color? What font size will you use? Will you increase the font size for your name? Perhaps put it in bold? in a way, introducing yourself and probably celebrating yourself? Those are some thoughts, right? I'll tell you what, you're hanging in towards the end of the episode, and I promise there's a great freebie coming. I'll get there right at the end, but promise it's going to be worth your while. Next on the resume, is it all about you? Yeah, Craig, I know. Resumes are all about me. This is the one time possibly in your life it's time to be selfish and focus on me, right? Okay, That's true. But with that said, what is the message on your resume? Is the message all about you and your accomplishments or you and all the positions that you've been in? Does your resume possibly have past job descriptions literally taken from the human resources manual or from the company directory? I've worked with a number of folks over the years, and that has been the case. You need to find ways to Market yourself. And with that, 
ways that you can explain in a positive and uplifting way what positions you've held, what value you've provided to your past companies. Resumes are about your accomplishments, but taking it a step further, acceptable versus exceptional resumes, I want you to conduct a simple but effective test with me. Place it down on a table, turn the resume around 180 degrees so it's facing the other side of the table. Get up, leave the room, come back, sit down at the other side of the table. You're going to play the role of the hiring manager or the human resource manager that's going to review that resume, assuming your resume gets to them before it goes through any kind of software automation and scanning out there, which we'll talk about briefly. So here you are sitting down at the table, pretending to be the hiring company, and you're one of the people in the filtering process. Look at the resume, honestly. Don't worry about the content, just take a look at it first. Is it monochrome? For example, the very common black and white. Many times we'll find resumes are that way. There's reasons why some should be that way, and there's reasons why they should include splashes of color. Next, just looking at it from a high level. Do you see that it has format, flow, and structure? Or does it appear very cramped? What about the borders? What about the edges? Do you have white space? The margins? Or are you trying to get so much information onto your resume that you don't know where to begin and you don't know where to end? Looking at it from a high level, again, without trying to read the words and the content on the paper, what do you see? Is it one page, two pages, or three or more? Does the length of your resume align with your job history and your educational history where you are in your career? Typically, as we progress in life, we gain more education, more knowledge, and more experience. With that wisdom, we've learned some things that others haven't experienced yet. And typically, that means our resumes get longer. We can be proud of ourselves, proud of our accomplishments, our achievements, and that causes us to elaborate on our resumes. While in one way that's a good thing to be proud of your accomplishments and your achievements, it can have a negative impact on your resume, and it can also have a negative impact if you're writing cover letters, because we can go on too long. That can cause others, especially those reviewing resumes, to become distracted. Did you know that if a resume gets through any software filters, the average time it spends in front of a human is three to five seconds? That's not reading. That's scanning. It's just being reviewed from a very high level to see if it makes the cut. Someone's not going to know all your key attributes and all your key value proposition statements from scanning a resume. It's got to be visually appealing. If it's an eyesore, you're likely not to get there. So think about that just from a high level. So if I've got your attention in greater detail now, hence episode 86, we move forward. What message does your resume have? It's most important, as we do, reading left to right and top down. How quickly do you get to your message from the top towards the bottom? Do you have any key messaging, any key statements, any key content, or something that you're dying to share with a future company? Where is it placed on your resume? All these things, the format, the white space, the placement, the structure, all these things are critically important. 
Now, I mentioned earlier about targeting a job, right? Before you even put your resume together, you need to know about the job that you're targeting. Oh, I want that job over there. I want to be a cashier at a local um, grocery store. Oh, I'm interested in nursing. Okay, great. If you're interested in nursing, which specific position are you interested in? Is there a particular uh, specialty that you can talk about from your background experience or your interest in pursuing that? Is there a specific nursing school or is there a specific nursing location that you're interested in? If so, take the time to research those locations. Find out what their vision or mission statement is. Find out if there's customer reviews. What do people say about that company that you're interested in working for or that educational facility you're interested in working for? If you can get behind that and believe the mission and vision statement, and if you can envision being part of that team, being another cog on the gear, helping that engine turn and churn out more success and more satisfied customers and more healed patients in the case of nursing, you're more likely to feel passion and confidence when you write your resume. You'll know when you're on track writing the resume looking at that targeted job, and you'll know when you're starting to slide off the tracks and have to reel yourself back. When you're done with that updated resume, turning it from acceptable to exceptional, review your updated exceptional resume alongside your targeted job requirements. Do they align? Do you have the same message? Do you tell the same story? And finally, I had mentioned that little test earlier to turn the resume around, face it to the other side of the table, physically get up, possibly leave the room, come back later, and just look at it as we say from a 10 or 20,000 foot level. What do you see? Immediately report back. Write down what you see. Do you like it? Is it attractive to the eye? Does it signal read on, read more? Or is it an eyesore? All these things are critically important when it comes to resumes. Now, I've talked about a lot. And you may not be able to grasp it all, or perhaps you're traveling and didn't have time to take notes. Feel free to push rewind and play again, because I'm sure there's some key content you'd love to digest a second time. It might hit home a different way listening to it twice. I did promise something special. I have a great freebie for you to download. It's sitting at my website, craigancel.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com. It's on my resources tab. It's titled, How to Land Your Dream Job. You can run that freebie, all the tips and advice about resumes, against your current resume. See which you've checked off and said, yeah, Craig, I knew that, I got this, I feel good. Or see if there's some some things in there that have really caught you off guard and you weren't aware of. The benefit of downloading my freebie. You don't have to spend the tens or hundreds of hours of effort and work that I have, not only creating this company, researching content, interviewing human resource professionals, recruiters, hiring managers, hiring directors. You don't have to do that. I've done the hard work for you, and I keep current by continuing to do this research. If you need any help with your resume, you can look at my new course, the Resume Masterclass, its companion Cover Letter Masterclass, or I'm happy to work with you one-on-one virtually coaching. And don't forget, go to the show notes because I have a link in there waiting for your free download, How to Land Your Dream Job. I've been your host, Craig Ansell, from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. This has been Episode 95, Acceptable versus Exceptional Resumes. 